Hello Spectrumites and other people. My name is Forrest and welcome to the Pancake King, Life and Marriage on the Spectrum. The podcast for you to learn about the autism spectrum, learn what it's like for someone like me to live on the spectrum, and what marriage is like between two people on the spectrum. This is episode 30, and yeah, I don't believe it. Doing 30 episodes of a podcast isn't easy, and sometimes the process really sucks. So I'll say it, thank you for listening to this show and leaving me comments on my substack. If you aren't subscribed to my substack already, go to the pancakeking.substack.com where you can subscribe and get emails letting you know when a new podcast episode is out and when I publish other things like blog posts or bonus content for subscribers who upgrade their subscription. So to begin this one, I have to preface this by saying that I don't think of this podcast as a Christian podcast. I've mentioned a couple times before that I'm a Christian and I've said some things here and there that implies that, but generally I keep the Christian part of me in the back seat since this podcast isn't about that, and I want as many people as possible to listen to this without feeling like they're the wrong audience. That being said, I thought it'd be interesting to make at least one episode where I talk a little bit about how religion and my faith play a role in my life as one on the autism spectrum. Like any Spectrumite, no two experiences between Spectrumites and their faith are the same. So by no means am I claiming that my story is the same as everyone else's in that area. I've even listened to a Spectrumite who's also Christian and his faith walk is very different from mine. Brent Hansen, if you're listening to this, please message me. I'd love to have you on this show someday. Way back in the first season, in the second episode actually, I narrated a piece I wrote a long time ago about what it's like for me to stand at church during worship. If you'd like to go back and listen to that episode, I'll leave a link in the description attached to this episode, but what I basically explain is that I don't feel that same spiritual connection during worship like the people around me do. My mind is usually on ADHD mode during that time, thinking about a dozen different things at once, or staying fixated on one thing, but almost all the time, none of those things are about God or where I am. I'm a pastor's son, so growing up in a Christian home was par for the course in my life. I read the Bible, but my habit of it was never consistent. I prayed, but there'd be days on end sometimes where I didn't pray. At one point, I even considered dropping the faith altogether. As I'm sure you already know, we spectrumites tend to see things through a logic-based lens. Logic doesn't normally equate to the supernatural or fantastical. Some big unseen guy up there watching everything isn't what logic concludes with. It can be hard for us to connect with the spiritual when we don't have visual cues to associate with the spiritual. I've heard countless neurotypical people talk about experiences they've had that just fills them with uh, 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 something, I guess. Uh, Joy that could apparently only come from God. Peace that could only come from God. Stuff like that. They experience this either while praying or worshiping or reading the Bible. I rarely experience this, and it almost never happens when I'm surrounded by other people who are quote-unquote experiencing this stuff. When I'm at church, though I believe it's important to go there, I don't feel the same when it comes to connecting with God as I might when I'm alone at home or taking a walk. When there's no overwhelming stimuli gunking up my mind and I'm able to focus on myself, that's when I tend to feel a much better connection. It's weird, because it contradicts the importance that's packed into fellowship and community with churches and other Christians. Community is even seen as a fundamental part of the Christian walk. 
I'm an extrovert, so I love being around people most of the time. So simply being with other people isn't the problem. My problem is that I struggle to zero in on listening for God when I'm surrounded by others who are trying to, too. I'm not good at fitting into those kinds of activities where getting overstimulated can be a problem. And right now, I don't know if it's something that I can just fix. Every faith walk is unique and different, but I've felt shame before for not being able to copy some of the things that other Christians can do. Whether that's passionate Bible reading, inserting God into conversations. Hey, if he's not a current hyperfixation of mine, that makes it even harder. Taking missionary trips, running Christian-funded programs, being the head manager at Chick-fil-A, you name it, really. I've thought to myself before that you'd think that as a pastor's son, I'd be one of those fiery preachers on the altar shouting scripture and leading youth groups. You'd think that I would be taking missionary trips to Ireland like my dad did. You'd think that I would be on my knees at church in the front with my hands raised and tears streaming down my face. You'd think I would uh, start a uh, chicken restaurant business that plays instrumental Christian music over the speakers. One might think so, but that's not who I am. Maybe a trip someday, but the rest has never been me. I don't know if those things will ever be me. I've felt that pressure as a pastor's son to do a bunch of Christianese things, by no fault of my own dad, by the way. I don't have a desire to take my father's place at the church someday, nor have I had many aspirations to play a big role in the church. I've always felt ambitious about a different direction, partially what I'm doing right now, making the podcast. If there's any good way to simplify how I've felt most of my life when it comes to my identity as a Christian and the struggles I've had with it, I like to think of the way the show The Chosen portrayed the disciple Matthew. Now, even if you're not a Christian, I highly recommend the show The Chosen. It's really, really good. Um, I typically do not like Christian productions. I hated God's Not Dead, hated like a lot of that stuff. This, to me, was a pretty special exception. It's very well written, very well produced, very well acted. There's actually a sense of vision and ambition behind the camera, and a lot of the time it puts the story ahead of the message. And I really appreciate that. The creator and director of the show himself, Dallas Jenkins, even confirmed that he purposely wrote Matthew to be on the autism spectrum based on his own studies and research. The Matthew we see in this show is good with numbers, likes organization, speaks bluntly without thinking about potential consequences, is pretty socially awkward, and doesn't show a wide range of feelings. I also noticed while watching that he rarely makes eye contact with the people that he's talking to. We created the character of Matthew. We decided that based on uh, some of the characteristics we saw in the Gospels, that it was plausible, if not factual, but, but, but plausible that Matthew had Asperger's syndrome. I have personal experience with it. On my side of the family, there's a lot of uh, people on the spectrum. I have a daughter who's on the autism spectrum. And so it just made a lot of sense. And so once we decided that, writing into Matthew these characteristics that I know very well, um, I felt like we could really do an accurate portrayal. There's a scene in The Chosen that's very simple, but for me it was profound. Matthew draws a big circle in the dirt and says, this is the world. Then a smaller one outside the bigger one and says, this is me, I'm outside that world. That's the best way that I can summarize how I felt, not just in the world itself, but in the Christian world too. And this isn't anyone's fault. 
no one within the Christian world has gone out of their way to make me feel like a misfit. I know there are other stories out there like that, but that's not the case with me. I just do what I believe works for me in my own faith walk. I pray. I read the Bible, when I remember to at least. And when an opportunity to talk about God comes up, I take it. And I could honestly talk about it for a long time if I'm able. In that moment, that's my hyperfixation. And I take that as a good sign. I have my dry periods where there isn't much Christian stuff going on in my day-to-day routine, but my beliefs have always run deeper than that. Even when I considered dropping my faith, I couldn't. My mom once told me that even if I did let it go, she fully believed that I would come back around. This was around the time that I was considering dropping it. She hasn't been wrong yet. To wrap this up, I think it's interesting that my Christian faith is the one area in my life where sometimes I've had to abandon the rigid logic my autism expects and ride on faith instead. That's what faith is in the first place. Belief in what can't be seen. So even if you aren't a Christian, I hope you are at least open to hearing this side of my story. And if you listen to the end, thank you. My plan is to focus more on dating and marriage over the next few weeks. So, with that being said, I'll see you guys next week. Hey guys, if you haven't already, subscribe to this podcast, write a review to help the show grow, and subscribe to my Substack at thepancakeking.substack.com to receive updates on new podcast episodes, a new blog post every Saturday, and other content I may put out. You can also check out the entertainment me, KG, and my friends make together on our YouTube channel, Vanzot Productions. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next time.